Amen. My goodness, so many good memories. I mean, it just keeps flowing and pouring into this. And the way you all are talking about one another, uh, events and experiences and all the blessings of God together, just go right along with the message on our heart tonight. And, uh, of course, I, I got a whole lot of things added into it from the time that I got set up to come this way. Uh, I wasn't really supposed to be at Brad's church today. I was supposed to be in Marion at a free will Baptist church to preach, and I got counseled out because he was going to go preach for someone else at a homecoming and couldn't be there. And I said, well, that's not a problem, man. Just, just reschedule. We can come some other time. I never thought more about it, and then it hit me. Well, I'm going to be up in around Victor anyway. I might as well call Brad up and see if I can come to his church. Just be with him. And uh, he let me come in and sit and listen to him today. And that was a blessing. It was. It was a blessing. He done a wonderful job preaching this morning. I tell you, I could take that message he preached and add a little meat to that, and I could have a time with that. Go ahead. Believe me, you've covered it, brother. Preached on Daniel this morning. I never heard it preached just exactly like that. It was wonderful and done a great job and had a good crowd. Then I got to noticing as the service was unfolding, getting ready to take place, they dismissed all the children to go out of the church and over half the church disappeared. <laughs> and I thought, my goodness, my goodness, which goes right along with the message tonight as well. Uh, I'm thinking in terms of fellowship tonight. If you want to turn to 1 John chapter 1, I'll read this to you. And then I wanted to take my thoughts from it. Uh, I, I just want to encourage us tonight. I, I, I really believe we need encouragement. I, I'm telling you, the world's a mess, and we know that. Now, let me say this before we even start reading. I, I'm going to tell you this. If you're looking to the world for fellowship, you're in trouble. Yeah, right. uh, that's the bottom line. Yeah, you're going to need something a lot better than what the world's got to offer. Because yeah, I'm telling you, the world is upside down. It is a total, total chaos to, to even look at and confusing on every corner. Common sense has totally disappeared. Right. Yeah. And it just seems like there's a new way and a new ideal that's coming in. And you read Romans and you understand a lot better because God said they didn't want to retain them in their knowledge, so He gave them up. Right. Yeah. To a hardness of heart and a reprobate mind. I don't know if you know it or not, but we got a reprobate system we're in now. Amen. They don't know which ends up. Amen. Their mind's warped. Satan's took it over. They can't even think straight, folks, much yeah. less perform. So if you're looking in that direction for fellowship, just cut that all off. Right. And while you're at it, you might as well cut off all the news media because you can't get the truth out of them either. Amen. You just might as well cut all that stuff out. One of the greatest things that's happened to me since 20, or whatever time it was in 20 of, of, of COVID, from that day until now, the best thing ever happened to me and Carol, we turned the news completely off. Yeah. I quit watching all the major sports events. I've got peace and harmony in my house now. Amen. <laughs> I can get up in the morning and say, hello, darling, how are you? Or I can go to bed at night, good night, sweetheart, I love you. Sweet dreams. And we can go right off to sleep. You know why? I've not tapped into the world's sources to get my fellowship. How are you doing with that? Buddy, we need fellowship, don't we? But it needs to be the right kind. And before I read, I'd say this too. There was a time when fellowship was perfect. You remember when God created Adam and Eve? They right. were in a perfect setting, perfect right. fellow. I mean, it was perfect. Yeah. You imagine the sleep they must have got? You yeah. imagine how peaceful and calm it must have been? Yeah. I moved to Urbana, Ohio from Columbus, and I've heard sirens three or four times in almost a year. Can you imagine what the garden must have been like? I mean, it wasn't even a siren. Yeah. 
They didn't have to worry about alarms. They didn't worry about blue lights flashing if the law's coming after you. didn't have to worry about terrorists attacking. You don't worry about none of that. They were in a perfect place in fellowship Amen. with God. We know Adam and Eve messed it up. And I thought of that event there in the garden. Adam and Eve hid in the garden. And the next time you hear of a garden, you see Jesus bowing in it. Sweat becoming as great drops of blood. Saying, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. What was he doing? He was bringing fellowship back to us. He was bringing it back in full force. And he accomplished it when he went to the cross and shed his blood and died. And as a result of that, we have the opportunity now to walk in fellowship. First John gives us the illustration of what he's talking about in chapter 1. This brother saw the Lord and watched him. Right. He knew what it was. Listen to what he says. That which was from the beginning, which we've heard which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon, our hands, we've handled of the word of life. We've actually handled. Here's what that means in John chapter 1, verse 14. The word became flesh and we beheld the glory. His glory. The glory of the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. This writer said, hey, we didn't only see him, we didn't just hear him, we actually put our hands on him. We touched him. (laughs) Hallelujah. In the garden, God would come down in the cool of the day to visit Adam and Eve and have fellowship. Now we've got Jesus Christ coming into the garden to create a brand new one for us. Aren't you glad of that? Praise God. I'm talking about fellowship. For the life was manifest, and we've seen it. We bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest unto us. That which we've seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. Praise God. Truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. And all these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. God has the perfect solution. He has fellowship for it. And it absolutely will fill you till the cup runs over. Praise God for the fullness of fellowship through Jesus Christ our Lord. This then is the message which we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. There ain't no reason to hide when you're walking in his light. (laughs) Praise God. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we just lie. We do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he's the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we just deceive ourselves and the truth's not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and the word's not even in us. I want to speak to us tonight on fellowship. And why I'm convinced we need it more than anything else. Father, I ask your hand to be upon us. That you would anoint us and bless us and encourage us. And Father, I pray you'll take this thought of my heart and push it out into the assembly tonight. That they can feel this fellowship that we're talking about. Lord, it is so vital in this age that we live. We can't depend on what's around us. We can't depend on what we hear and see out there in the world. But oh, Father, it's it's so wonderful to know we can see it. We can feel it. And we can hear your voice in our spirit. Father, anoint us and use us, we pray in Christ's sweet name. Amen. As I mentioned earlier at Brad's church this morning, I watched those children walk out. And I'd already been thinking in terms of what this fellowship has been for me all these years with the family that I'm getting ready to talk about and the family of God as well. Now think about this. As I watched those children leave this morning, my mind went all the way back to what Brad spoke about in part of his message today. In the middle 80s, Odiaqua camp, and we all gathered there with our children. 
And, and uh, I met a family that I'll never, ever be able to thank God enough for, the Maley family. I, I met them through the efforts of youth camp meetings. That's how we come to know one another. I'm so thankful that we had a vision for the young people that we could try to help develop their life and their character to know who we were serving. Yeah. And Brad talked about watching our kids at our church, and I've watched the kids in this church, and i watch the kids in his church today. And I see that same concern, that same vision, yeah. and that outreach to try to help these young people yeah. to find out who God is. Right. See, the Scripture says, remember the Creator in the days of your youth. Yeah. Man, we need to know the Lord while we're young. I'm glad God got a hold of my heart before I ended up in jail somewhere. Hey, Hey, listen, folks, that thing called salvation become reality in my heart when I was just before I got out of my 19th year of life. I thought, boy, how great it was that God came to my life and got a hold of my heart and saved my soul and filled my cup and gave me a testimony and a message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! I ought to make a Baptist one to shout. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that that fellowship began with him? Truly, our fellowship is with God the Father yes. and yes. His Son, Jesus Christ. That's Every right. one of you that's been birthed into the family of God, you've had that experience. And as a result of it, the witness is in your heart. The joy is in your soul. Yeah. Hey, eternal value is now a part of your life. And you know you're on your way to heaven. And the yeah. gates of hell can't prevent it. Yeah, Praise right. God. You got that settled when you went to the cross. That's right. 460 or 482 miles from my dad's back porch, I invited Jesus into this heart. And he came in. Hallelujah. Amen. And he didn't just come for a visit. Michael, <laughs> he came to stay. Amen. Glory to God. He said, you know, I didn't know the scripture said this, but when I gave him my whole heart, he said, I'll be found with you. Yeah. Hey, he's been with me a long time. And I'm enjoying the journey. And it gets sweeter every day while we travel. What is it, preacher? It's fellowship. With the Father, Amen. through His Son, Jesus Christ, by yes. the help yes. of the yes. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. Well, He put a, a, a threefold ingredient there in that fellowship that works anywhere you take it. Right. It'll work in the young. It'll work in the yes. middle age. It'll work in the teenage. It'll work in the elders. I'm telling you folks, this thing called salvation is good for us all. Amen. It'll save a five, six-year-old just as quick as it will a one that's a hundred years old. The fellowship will develop and start. So first and point, the first and most important point of fellowship is it starts with him. Amen. He's the one. He, he's the one created. He had it in the garden with Adam. He blew it. He comes over to the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus prays the price so we could have it back. Adam sold us out, but Jesus brought us back. In Adam we fall, but in Christ Jesus, bless God, we're more than conquerors. Aren't you glad that he bought you back, and he called you, and he saved you, and he took up his abode in your heart and life, and you've been saved ever since. Now, as a result of that, I go to the next phase of this thing called fellowship. I started a fellowship with somebody that I didn't even know. It was called the church family. I remember when I got saved, I probably, you guys will probably identify with this. When I got saved, boy, the devil come along. I didn't even know who that rascal was. I'd been serving for 19 years and didn't even know him. Right. Yeah, By the right. way, it was the same with you too. You might not realize that. Amen. But I didn't know who he was till I met Jesus. Boy, when I met Jesus, I heard a voice like I'd never heard before and it scared me half to death. I was laying in the bed in Joliet, Illinois, and the Lord had just got through just saturating me with the Holy Ghost. I just laid there and just carried on. And the Lord just covered me up with His Spirit. And then when things settled down, I turned over to go to sleep, and I heard this old rough voice speak to me. 
you never got nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Scared me to death. I grabbed Carol's shoulder. I said, hey, something's wrong. She said, what is it? I said, I, I hear this voice that said I never got nothing. She said, well, I got a feeling you just got introduced to the devil. And she said, you'll hear a lot more from him. It may not growl as bad as it used to, but it's still the same voice. <laughs> he's still there. And he's all trying to get, all time trying to get me to fellowship with him. How about you? How are you doing with that? I'm telling you, the devil wants your fellowship. He wants to get you back in his ship to ride the wrong way with his journey and to go with the losers that he's following and driving right on in to the pits of hell. We need to understand something, folks. God did not create hell for the lost people of this world. He created hell for the devil and his angels. But I read there where it says, Hell hath enlarged itself and expanded its borders without measure. I mean, it has opened up the gates wide open. What is the deal, preacher? There's more going to hell than God wanted to go there. And hell's going to engulf a bunch because they have decided to have fellowship but with their own one. We started a fellowship with Christ. Now here's the beauty of that. Christ didn't just save you to have fellowship with you. He saved you to create a fellowship in his family with you. Ain't it amazing how when the family comes together? I used to go back and visit my dad and mom. Man, she'd have that door wide open. She'd be waiting on me and I mean an arm's ready to grab me and hug me, tears and rise with joy. My boys come home. She'd have food. I'd go in the house. She'd say, now help yourself to anything in the house. You just can't get that everywhere. Carolyn gets aggravated that somebody might be in her house. I'll just go to the refrigerator and get in and get something <laughs> She said, well, I can't believe you're doing it. I said, they told me to make myself at home. <laughs> hey, by the way, that's exactly what we do when we go to church. Right. I just make myself at home. Amen. Amen. I make myself at home at your church today, Brad. I just carry on. I worship the Lord. When they get up and sing, I'd raise my hand. I'd sit there and just enjoy the blessing of God. And when the message was preached and the food was put on the table, listen, I ate like a pig. You know why? I was in father's house and I yeah, was around the children. I was around all the I like what my oldest brother said. I may not be much in this world as far as the church is concerned, but I'm glad I'm one of his young. Yeah. I'm glad I'm one of his children. How about you? And that fellowship that starts, it keeps generating and, and motivating one another. It encourages us. He gives us hope. He gets us excited. He exhorts us, builds us up. There's an awakening world out there, and we need help in here so we can face it out there. And you can get it in fellowship. I thought as this fellowship meeting started, and I know that's going to be preaching, and I thought about, boy, I, I, I reflect back over the years looking at this church. Brad talked about how this touches him to come in here. It touches me when I come in. Because you see, I'm a, I was in this church because we all wanted to have a youth camp for our kids. Got acquainted with Benny and Laura. Got acquainted with their family. Brad comes in and marries one of them and ends up hooking up with them. And they all just come into church together. And we started a journey of fellowship. And I, I'll tell you something, folks, that fellowship's always been a good one for me. Because I used to go to Benny and Laura's a lot. And we'd go on vacation with them sometimes and have good fellowship. And then uh, uh, we, we would come in, and I, me and Benny would go in the living room, and we had this saying. He had two big, nice recliners, and I loved them. <laughs> I'd get in one recliner, and he'd get in another. We'd kick back, and we'd take turns about sleeping. 
It got so obvious that we liked that, I would actually call him and say, hey, can I come up and lay on the beach with me a while? <laughs> so when I found out I was coming up, I told Brad, I said, if you will tell Laura I'd like to come up, just lay on the bench again, or on the beach for a little while this evening. Guess what? I got to lay on the bench. <laughs> and you know what? I squeezed out a few winks of sleep. Couldn't help it. It just felt so good. I almost sense old Benny saying, enjoy yourself, preacher, because I am. Huh? Yeah. We're just in two different worlds right now. That's right. But it's still real. Amen. The fellowship's still there. Amen. And I'll see you again one day. That's in right. fact, I'm so convinced of that. Yeah. And when people I know are going to heaven, I'll sometimes get right down close and say, hey, when you get there, will you look my dad and mom up and tell them hello? You say, well, they don't know your dad. They can't keep from knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'll know him just like Jesus. Yeah. When I wake in his likeness, I'll be satisfied. But Paul said, when I wake up in that day, I'll know even as I'm known. I'll know Brad Duncan just the way God knows. I'll know you, Caleb, just like Jesus knows. Amen. And you'll know me the way you know. There won't be no room for anything but fellowship. Because it'll be the perfect fellowship that is complete in heaven. But now we're not there yet. So let's just hang out here for a few minutes. Let's talk about why we need it now. You see, we need it for the strength to help us in the journey. That's right. We need it for the help of getting our children and our families in and get them saved and get them ready to go to heaven. Yeah. You see, we need God. We need His family. We need the fellowship that's in between us and God so that we can have fellowship woman and heaven. Let me give you the verse now. He said in verse 7, if you walk in the light as He is the light, yeah. we have fellowship one with another. That's right. It's not something that you work on. It's automatic. Right. That's why when I go to your church, I'm going to church. When I go to Mike's church, I'm going to church. Yeah. If I go to our home church, I'm going to church. It don't matter where I'm at, if it's called church, I'm getting my part. Amen. 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 It's called fellowship, and we need it. Right. Somebody said to find fellowship. I'll tell you the simplest way I know to put it. It's at least two in every ship. Yeah. you yeah. got to have two to make it work. Well, I've got God in my heart. That's two of us. Yeah. Who else wants it? Yeah. Huh? Amen. It's that simple. We don't need to make this thing complicated. It's simple. We started that fellowship Amen. in this church right here. Oh, we've had a time, man. Ain't it been good? You know, in all of that fellowship, Brett, Mike, all this fellowship that we've had been. Yeah. I don't ever remember one time I had a record with anybody. Somehow or other, they just liked me here. <laughs> and I like them. And we have one thing in common. We wanted to worship the Lord. Right. We would come in here and it didn't matter who sang. It didn't matter who preached. It didn't matter what happened. As yep. long as the master was with us. Amen. As long as the fellowship was That's in our heart, right. it just right. didn't make any difference. We could just celebrate and worship and praise God. And when we left here, we felt better than we did when we come. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It, does. Amen. it helps you through the time that you're facing this rough. Yeah. You know, you can come in with your problems lay them at the feet of Jesus yeah, yeah. and just go back and pick up the songbook and start singing how great thou art you know why because God's bigger than the problem That's right. here's how I know that you're of God little children John 4 and 4 because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world Amen. see there's something on the inside you're that's bigger than anything you'll ever face in this world yeah. you say you don't understand my problem I don't have to God already knows about it and when you come into his presence, into his family, to worship and have fellowship, he'll raise you above those 
He'll raise you above those complaints. He'll raise you above all that guilt. He'll raise you above the defeat, the discouragement. He'll make you feel like a champion. Hallelujah. How? Fellowship. Our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And because of that, we have fellowship one with another. That fellowship started. Now, I'll give you something to think about. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus leads them out to the Sea of Galilee. And He said, now you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then you're going to become witnesses for me. Yeah. You're in Jerusalem, That's right. Judea, Samaria, and then to the uttermost parts of the world. Right. How do you think the gospel got to us? It started in Acts chapter 1. Yeah. That's, That's the right. answer. That's right. Those fellows stood there at the Sea of Galilee, about 500, Paul said, was there. And they were looking up into the heavens, watching him as he was lifted out of their sight. Yeah. Then there was two angels that stood in the clouds and said, You men of Galilee, why stand you here gazing into the heavens? This same Jesus in like manner will come again. He'll come again. But don't forget now, he had already given the command, wait right here till you hear from heaven. In Acts chapter 2, it's interesting. The power of God falls on that group of believers. It's interesting, though, about 500 seen according to Paul. But only 120 went to prayer meeting. Fellowship sometimes gets hindered because we're not committed to it. But you know what's amazing about it? Those that are committed, the fellowship goes on. Yes. <laughs> you can't depend on the big crowd. That's right. Huh? You Bless can't you depend on the high-powered preacher, the so-called great singers. Hey, listen to me. I've seen people couldn't even carry food, much less singing. And I've seen them get so blessed just making that noise they couldn't hardly stand it. Can I give you a reason why? I believe it's in Psalms. David said, I, I cried out to the Lord, and he inclined to my cry. In other words, he killed me here before yeah. I hear it. Amen. He brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the of clay, set my feet on a solid rock, yeah. and established my going, and put a song in my mouth. Yeah. I preached that at Jason Church one day, and I said, I'm going to sing. He gave me a song. I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing. Jason got up right behind me and said, I just told you guys, if you can't sing, don't cry. <laughs> I said, that's the difference between me and you. I don't care whether you sing or not. I want to hear it. <laughs> If God puts it on your heart to sing, I believe you could say you could get up and quote Humpty Dumpty. Sit on the wall and Humpty Dumpty. If the Holy Spirit got a hold of you to do that, I believe he'd bless you. Listen, folks, whatever that song is in your heart that God gives you for him, you just go ahead and sing it. Something we need to understand about our fellowship amongst one another and with him when we testify, when we sing, when we pray, when we rejoice, when we worship, it's all to him. Yes, I like to hear good singing. Yeah. My children can sing. I've heard them. They're good. They do a great job of singing. Yeah. But I've heard other people that could sing. They couldn't even hardly carry a tune, but they blessed you. Why? Yeah. The anointing was on them. Yeah. I seen a, a, a fellow that led singing down in eastern Kentucky one time. He couldn't even carry a tune. And he was their song leader. Can you imagine what that sounded like? That old man would get up there and get to carrying on. And the Lord get a hold of him and he'd start shouting. And that church would just erupt and shout. Why? It was fellowship. It wasn't about his talent. It wasn't about his ability. Yeah. It was about right. what was in here. Yeah. He gave me a song, and I'm going to sing. I ain't much of a singer either, but I, I like to sing to the Lord. Hey, let me give you something to think about. Sometime, Reverend, there ain't nobody around there, ain't nobody can hear you. Why don't you just try singing a little verse to me? Yeah. Watch what he does. Amen. Yeah. That's good. If he wants to hear the sparrows out there on the field somewhere singing to me, you're going to tell me he don't want to hear you. Amen. I'm sure right. child. He's crazy about you. Amen. My son down at the Southwest, John Jr., said, 
I'll tell you how crazy God is about you. If he's got a refrigerator in heaven, your picture's on it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You know why? That makes it personal, don't it? But then there's the fellowship we have one with another. I'm trying to get on to this last point because I know it's getting late. But listen to this. He creates a fellowship with us so that we can have fellowship with one another. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost fell on What happened? Man, the church erupts. It gets so carried away that it woke up the community. They come in and accuse them of being drunk on new wine. I think it's somewhere around verse 16, Simon, or Simon Peter stands up full of the Holy Ghost, and he lifts his voice and said, These men are not drunk, as you suppose, seeing the hour of the day that it is, but this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the latter days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And they start that celebration, and before they could get the dust settled, 3,000 souls was baptized and brought into the family of God. The point I want to get is this. Our fellowship is with him first and then with one another. Here's the reason. It's productive. Yeah. It's productive. It didn't just help them. In fact, if you read the last part of that chapter, the Bible said they went from house to house breaking bread. Yeah. That's right. Breaking bread. You know what they were doing? They were eating. <laughs> there must have been a lot of Baptists in it. <laughs> they probably had chicken in their house. But think about it. They went breaking bread from house to house. And the Bible says they had fellowship one with another. They went house to house breaking bread, celebrating and rejoicing. And I like the last part of that chapter. The last verse of the And the Lord added to the church. Yeah. Yeah. Daily. Amen. Daily. Amen. Daily. Amen. Daily. Such as should be saved. You think he's done? I don't believe he is. No. He's still at John here and told me today about one come to Alabama and got right in the southwest. I love to hear the reports of more people being saved. More right. people probably. I've been in different churches all over the country. It's amazing to me that God's testing <coughs> lots of people that are coming in and are being saved. Now, let me wrap it up with this story. When I met Brad and his family, started this journey with. I thought of this this morning, and actually before I got to the church, I was already thinking about it. The fellowship that has produced with me and my heart, with them and their heart, has went from their heart to their family. Brad talked about seeing our kids when they was little, running around down there. Now let me give you a report. Let me update it. I'm saying little fellows he's talking about. Two of them boys are pastoring Baptist churches today. Jason's pastor in the one, John Jerry's pastor in Southwest. I've got three grandsons that are preaching the gospel. Yeah, yeah. The Lord, amen. Yeah. They come out of that group and produce the next generation. Right, right. One of those preachers has just had my first great granddaughter and first great grandson. And I'll be excited when I find out that little fellow starts preaching. Yeah. <laughs> This fellowship is productive. Yeah, that's right. Amen. It can't stop. That's right. It cannot stop. It's impossible for this fellowship to stop. And here's why: God created it. It's eternal. Now you might hinder some of it, but you'll never stop. That's right. That's right. Greater is He that's in you than anything that's in the world. The only way I can be defeated is if I take my eyes off Christ. And started looking around. Simon Peter found that out out there in the boat. He stepped out on the water and got a good and took his eyes off the water. That's right. So he messed up the fellowship, not Christ. Christ reached out and saved him even though he failed. 
even if I fall. The steps of a good man, they're order of God. If he stumble and fall, he'll not be utterly cast down for the Lord of hold of him. I'm telling you folks, this fellowship is not only good with you and him, it's good with one another, but because we have it, it keeps being productive. That's how the church keeps going. I thought about the generation that God gave me to come through. I come through under my mom and dad, and they were devout Christian people. They influenced me to go to church and get right with the Lord. My brother started getting saved around me. I got saved. My wife gets saved. She leads me to the Lord, and I got saved. The Lord calls me into ministry and preach, and I start this journey that spanned all these years from the age of 22 until next June will make me 72. 50 years of it. 50 years <coughs> And it still works. That's right. That still works. Now, why should I look for something else? That's right. I love what, what we heard today, Brad. Daniel made a decision. That's right. He made a decision. I'm praying that a woman can help me. I'm going to talk to one who can help me. You know what I decided? When I heard him say that, I'd already decided to just reaffirm I think I'll just do that to it. It works. I'll just think I'll just keep talking to him. That's right. I think I'll just keep listening to him. And I think I'll keep looking his way. David said, I'll look into the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. He made heaven, but he made earth. And he knows what's going on in both places. Yes, I get confused real easy, but he's never been confused. He's still on a straight and narrow line that's going to take us all the way to heaven. And the gates of hell can't stop it. Why? Oh, Jesus said he couldn't. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. Yes. And the gates of hell shall not. They can't prevail over us. Greater is he that's in you. We're on a long journey, folks. I don't know how much longer we got. I'll be 72 at the next junction. I don't know how many more he's given me. I told somebody the other day, I've done exhausted the three score and ten. I'm going on borrowed time from the rest of the way. But I'm going to try my best to enjoy it. I'm going to try my best to be encouraging to the people of God. I want to try my best to promote and push fellowship. Because I'm telling you, the devil's trying his best to destroy it in the churches. Because he's a counterfeit. He's a liar and the father of it. But it works. It works. It works. Our fellowship with him, our fellowship one with the other, and it produces more fellowship in the next ones that's coming. I don't know if you understand this or not. I know this church is doing it different, but one of the things that I always thrived on at Southwest when I was pastor was having the children in there with us to watch us worship. And to watch us have fellowship. Yeah. It does something to those kids. It does something to those children. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the one the main thing it does. It teaches them that fellowship is fine. Yeah. You have to have it. Now, I know we've got youth programs. We've got Sunday school. We have youth camps and honor. We can just keep a name and stuff that we do to help these kids find their way to the Lord. But folks, they ain't nothing. I'd rather see my children watch. And for them and my grandchildren and great-grandchildren to watch Papa raise his hand and give God praise and thanks yeah. and worship him in spirit and in truth. And to watch Grandpa walk over and take somebody by the hand and wrap my arms around him and hug him and tell him I love him and have fellowship with him. Or to get down and pray with him and talk to him about a situation they're in. Or to go and celebrate with that family in some manner of whatever their celebration is. Hey, I'm not just wanting to weep and mourn with them, but weep and mourn. I want to celebrate with those that shout and carry on as well. I want both sides of it because we need it. That's right. And it pushes fellowship to the next generation. Let me ask you something. Is your family member saying that in you? 
Do they see that fellowship with you and God? Do they see that fellowship with you and your church family? Do they see that celebration in your effort walking with Christ? Because I'm telling you, they won't never forget it. This is it right here, I promise you. I grew up cutting my teeth, so to speak, watching my dad and mom in church. I remember when dad got saved. I was about 12 years old. And I watched what alcohol done to our family. Dad was real, real bad. Victim of alcohol. And he wasn't a happy drunk. He was one of the mean ones. And I watched how it unfolded in his life. I watched him one day raise and hit my mom. I was like 11 or 12 years old. I was hiding behind the door they couldn't see me. I scared death of and I remember when I saw that, Brad. I can tell you I saw this. And this is what said. If I ever have a child, they'll never see what I'm watching. I don't know what it's going to do. And I've wondered over the years, and I'm glad this just will come for a wonder, what would happen to me if Dad hadn't changed? Thankful to God in jail. Yeah, Amen. I remember him going down to a revival meeting in Northern Eastern Kentucky, and he'd come back a different person. I didn't know what happened to him. Yeah. I knew it was different. From that day forward, all the foul names, all the mean spirit about him, all that, he just seemed to just disappear. Then I started going to church with him and mom's son. And I'd sit in the back of the house and I'd watch my dad scratch his head and wave his hands and shout and cry. My mom would get up and walk out. Of course, mom was Christian as long as I can remember. But I'd watch my dad celebrate that victory. And I'd watch the fellowship that he had with the people in the church. Man, he loved the church. He was so wrapped up in church, he'd go to work, come in at 5 or 5.30 or 6 o'clock, and even church started at 7. Mom would have his clothes laid out. Dad would take a quick shower, put on his uh, church clothes, and go to church. Sometimes Mom would fix a sandwich so he could eat it on the way to church. He would not miss church. He wanted that fellowship. Yeah. I think something else I saw him doing. This might sound a little crazy. I've seen him sit in the house and look down at his watch. Now, see, he's getting fidgety. Church night. Somebody was busy. Dad gave him time to leave, but then finally he'd just get up and he'd say, No, nah, we go to church here now on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Now you got to stay as long as you want, but I'm going to church and right out the bedroom. He'd go and change clothes and I'll learn. But I'm going to tell you what happened. You see, he got so caught up in that that dad could go in the house shouting and he could come out shouting. <laughs> And he had a real fellowship with the Lord. And he had a real fellowship with the church. Yeah. And he wanted involved in it. He wanted to be a part of it. Man, he'd give his time. He would give every dollar he had, he had to to the church to help him out. I watched all that growing up. I still didn't know who the Lord was. Then I seen him get a hold of my brother and start saving them. My wife comes in one day and told me she got saved. And he got a hold of me. I went to church. I got under conviction. In Joliet, Illinois, laying in a little bed that I was paying $25 a month or a week rent on. Furnished apartment. Everything. $25 a week. Precious memories. <laughs> I prayed the sinner's prayer and invited Christ in my heart. He fled in my cup. I ain't never been the same since. That's right. I'd like to tell you I've done everything just right from there until now. I know I ain't and probably never will again. But that night, everything was right. That's the cleanest I've ever been since I met the Lord. Was my conversion. Every sin was under the blood. Yeah. I mean, I was clean from head to toe. The burden was gone. Amen. The joy of the Lord yeah. fell. Yeah. And the fellowship began. 
The next day, the sun was bright. The birds shining straight. Everywhere I went, it looked bright. All the world got bright when I got right. Yeah. And then I started singing and praying and shouting. Yeah. Why? All the burdens have been lifted. Yeah. Yes. That's the Savior of God. <laughs> then it goes on to say, I'll tell the world of far near as a travel here of yoke. I'd rather be an old-time Christian right. than anything I know. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And the fellowship. <laughs> folks still getting saved. The church keeps growing. And it will till we hear the sound of the flags. Amen. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. The voice of the archangel, the dead in Christ will rise first. We that are alive and remain will be caught up in the air. Changed. Pastor, you can bat an eye or snap your finger. Yeah. We'll be riding the flag of glory out here with him. I told the church this, and you guys might not like shouting, but you don't want to get on my cloud. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine that, how we're going to have to receive Oh, yeah. The one that started it, the one that put it together, the one that completed yeah. it in us, and the one that comes against us. Amen. It's all the same one. His name is Jesus. Amen. 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 It's coming. Are you ready? Praise God. This thing will keep going as long as we keep that <coughs> That's right. And one another. And he'll add to the church better. Amen. Such as should be saved. Now, how do you know you'll do it daily? Can I just submit this right quick? Thanks, St. Peter. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, yeah. today, and forever. Amen. And changes not. That's right. If he added to the church in Acts chapter 2 right. daily, he can add to the church in 2023. Amen. 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 But we have to keep this fellowship. Amen. I'm a, I, I almost sounds like we're demanding. The truth matter is, I don't have to keep from <laughs> Yeah. That's good. He started that man. I don't want it to ever leave me. How about you? That's right. Father, we love you. We can't thank you enough for this fellowship, this opportunity we've had to be here today. Father, I look around this room and see what all you've done, what you're doing in our lives. I look at these preachers like Brad, and I look over here at Mike and I see what you've done with him. And I go back to that day when it all started. I thank you, Lord, that you've been doing work that will continue until you come again. Help us, Father, stay in that fellowship. We praise you for it all in his name. Amen. Amen. Listen to this. Amen. Right, please. I'm going to sit down. Brad and I have started something here at Victory as a minister and a pastor. That got a hold of my children. That got a hold of Mark Tuttle. Yeah. I'm not talking about Brad's family. I'm talking about fellow laborers in the gospel. Look what God's done. He got Mike here. He got Mark over in Sandler. Yeah. I remember going into the Southwest Church. He didn't just save my children. Right. There was others. Tim Boyd got saved. Started pastor. I look over at my, uh, I work at Westside. He's pastoring there. This ministry won't stop. Right. Amen. Jason goes to Rosedale, and there's Paul Moore Amen. working right there with him. Yeah. John's Amen. over there at Southwest. Chris Furs right there with him. My grandsons are working in amongst all of them. Folks, the fellowship works. Amen. I'm trying to tell you the fellowship works, and I don't know anything else that will. And if you ever find it, let me know. And until then, I'm just going to keep having a lot of shit. Amen. 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 Amen.